0: Well, if you have a Bible, you can turn to Luke 24, and we'll also flip over to Acts 1, and both the passages are printed in the bulletin, uh, which you see on your screen there. (coughs) Um, So it's Ascension Sunday. Uh, Ascension Sunday marks the time when the crucified and risen Lord Jesus ascended, Ascended into heaven, far above all authority and power, in order to take place, uh, take his place at God's right hand <clears throat> on God's own throne. And our church is named Ascension uh, to call attention to this aspect of the gospel of Jesus Christ that often goes overlooked or misunderstood, uh, even by the church. church rightly spends a lot of time talking about the crucifixion, uh, the death of Jesus and uh, we even spend a good amount of time these days talking about the resurrection of Jesus. But you don't hear a lot of talk in the church about the ascension of Jesus. So uh, so we named our church that. And I like to take every opportunity I can get to talk about it. And the church calendar makes that pretty easy to do today. So we're taking a break from our Revelation series to talk about the ascension. So kids, uh, kids, I'm going to talk to you a little bit uh, right now and maybe even throughout the sermon so if you just listen for a second I've got a couple questions that I want you to be thinking about uh, three questions <clears throat> and hopefully you'll be able to figure out the answer uh, to these questions in the next few minutes as you listen to what I'm saying and then maybe talk with your parents about them after maybe at lunch or something But um, so you, you might already know the answers to these questions uh, but that's okay so here are the three questions for you to think about first does Jesus still have a human body? Don't say it, don't say the answer if you know. Just think about it and talk with your parents about it after after church. Does Jesus still have a human body? Secondly, where is Jesus right now? And third, what is Jesus doing right now? So does Jesus still have a human body? Where is Jesus right now? And what is Jesus doing right now? Uh, you might have to listen closely for the answers. But it'll be really good for you to be able to answer those three questions and to hold on to those answers. So uh, let's pray, then we'll read the scripture. Father, you've spoken to us, especially and ultimately through your Son. Uh, We have the good news about him before us now. And if it is not to fall on deaf ears and hardened hearts, it'll only be because of the work of your Holy Spirit. So we pray for your help as we hear your word. And we eagerly look to see what you will do in us and through us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so Luke 24, starting in verse 46. I'm going to bounce around uh, back and forth between this and Acts 1 just a little bit. But uh, you can follow along there. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written, that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And then over to Acts 1. As they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men, these are angels, stood by them in white robes and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And back to Luke 24. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise be to you, O Christ. So uh, this week, I asked each of our kids... The question this is a different question, not a fourth question that you've got to uh, be able to answer kids. But, um, uh, this is the one I asked our, our kids this week. Uh, what are some things that Jesus did that we read about in the Bible? What did Jesus do that we can read about if we read the gospels? And the first thing they all wanted to say, of course, was he died for our sins. Uh, and we got some other great answers like he helped people and, uh, He raised his friend Lazarus from the dead. And he went on a boat with his friends and he fed people bread and wine. So I bet all the kids in the church probably could piece together a pretty good overall picture of the life of Jesus that we read about in the Gospels. He'd probably say some wonderful things about his whole life, like how he fought the devil and kicked out all the demons wherever he went, or he turned water into wine at a wedding party or how he healed people just by touching them or uh, just by talking to them or how he taught some crazy things like love your enemies, right? Um, I bet the kids could put together a pretty good picture of Jesus' life. Uh, There might even be some adults who could do a decent job of it too. But I think uh, that one of the last things, one of the last things anybody would think to mention uh, is the fact that Jesus ascended bodily into heaven while blessing his people. Um, Jesus, as it says in, in the first part of our passage, Jesus is teaching his disciples these things had to happen. Jesus suffered, right? And he died on the cross and he was buried and he was sealed in a tomb. And the third day, which we celebrate as Easter Sunday, he rose from the dead. And he really rose from the dead. He isn't some spirit or some ghost that just sort of looks human. He rose bodily. He rose fully human. And his humanity has been made new. So Jesus has a body that will never die. And he always will. After that first Easter Sunday, he walked around in his new resurrection body and he hung out and he talked and he grilled and uh, ate with his friends for 40 days. Then as we read about in, uh, in our passages in in Luke and in Acts uh, this morning, Jesus ascended after that. He's still fully human, forever human, body and all. He ascended into heaven. So this can be confusing and difficult to accept because we might imagine that if God became a human being, he had some work to do on earth. He had to come and do it as a human being. If he came in the flesh, well, he would definitely want that to just be temporary. Right? Uh, can you imagine the great, big, infinite God greater and bigger than the whole universe becoming just one ordinary man and then staying that way forever? I mean, maybe he'd sort of you know, hold his breath and jump into a body, do whatever dirty work needed to be done and get back out again. Right. He could take on flesh, show us how this human life thing is supposed to be done, sort of drop the mic and get out. Right. Um If anything, you'd think that when people put him on the cross and killed him, then he'd really be done with humanity, that he'd ditch his body and never look back. But no, the Gospels tell us very clearly God came in the flesh, God became a human being so that he could stay that way forever, so that he could be with us as one of us, so he could raise us back up into a new relationship with himself, Why would he do that? Even after we, especially after we killed him, why would he do that? He must really love us. A real human death was a major part of his plan to forgive us and to fix our relationship with him, but his humanity didn't end there, right? with his death. His humanity was exalted there. And then Jesus took up his human life again, a body made new and immortal. And he took his body and he took our humanity into heaven where he is now. At the ascension, Jesus, when it says he was taken up into a cloud, that he went up sort of into the sky. He didn't just dematerialize and disappear into the ether, right? He didn't cease to exist as a human being, with, with a body. He didn't leave his body behind and just go up in spirit. It's an amazing thing when the angels say to the disciples there in Acts 1, this Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, I mean, this is the Jesus that, you know, they've, they've touched him and they've eaten with him since his resurrection. This Jesus will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So if Jesus was fully human when he went into heaven and this same fully human Jesus will return from heaven someday. That means that this whole time for about 2000 years now, since his ascension, this same Jesus lives in the same way, fully human at the ascension. In some way we really can't understand because we don't understand what kind of place heaven is. Really? Jesus went up into heaven bodily into God's presence, to sit on God's throne, and that's where he still is right now. A human being shares the throne of heaven and earth with God. And maybe you're thinking, that's crazy. Human beings definitely should not rule the universe. <laughs> look, look at how much we mess everything up. Everything that we touch is ruined when human beings get into positions of power and authority. <clears throat> well, Jesus definitely belongs on God's throne because he's God. But remember he's also God in the flesh. He's also a human being like us. But he's the only one of us who's truly good, who doesn't abuse power, who is actually worthy of the throne. And our flesh, <clears throat> our flesh, our humanity would have no place at all in heaven unless he took it there by his grace in his own Humanity, in his own flesh. Human beings would not be welcome in heaven unless Jesus were there on our behalf. We certainly wouldn't have any right to share God's own throne unless Jesus had won the right for us by his faithfulness and carried our humanity there with him by his grace, which lasts forever. And that's a wonderful thing we learn from this passage, uh, these these passages about the ascension. His grace lasts forever. Right. Remember, The angels said that Jesus will return in the same way that his disciples saw him going into heaven. Well, what was he doing when he went into heaven? What will Jesus be doing when he comes back down from heaven? What was he doing when he went up? It will be the same when he comes back. said in Luke 24, lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. So a friend of mine put it this way. He said that the last time the disciples saw Jesus, he was blessing them. That was sort of the vision that was etched into their memories. The last thing they remember about Jesus. With lifted hands, blessing them, rising higher and higher, so that his blessing hands eventually encompassed the whole world, right? So what was Jesus doing when he ascended into heaven? He was blessing his people. What will Jesus be doing as he returns then? Blessing his people. So what has Jesus been doing this whole time? What is Jesus doing right now? Blessing his people, right? The human Lord Jesus is always blessing us by his grace. His grace lasts forever. He has not forgotten us. Even though we often put him out of our minds, he has not forgotten us. He has not written off the world, even though when he was in it, we tried to erase him from it. Every time Jesus looks down at his own human hands, he remembers us because these are hands like ours, right? He shares our flesh because he's been blessing us with those hands. He loves us and he says, what you are, I want to be not just temporarily, but forever. He says, what you are, I have restored and glorified. Look. He says, where I am in heaven, I want you also to be. He says, I am yours and you are mine. And that will never change. Because he took our humanity to heaven bodily in order to bless us. Heaven and earth are already connected inseparably he has brought some of earth to heaven in his own body and he will return to the earth someday he'll bring all of heaven with him and that is good news that no evil can touch that is a victory that no enemy can ruin that's a source of hope that no despair can overshadow That's a reason for joy and praise that eternity will never diminish. And it's a promise that no one can make him break. That's good news. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for fixing our relationship with God. Thank you for becoming one of us and for never looking back as if you'd made a bad decision about that. Thank you for forever blessing us with those forever hands of yours. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Lord. Amen.